1: I i but i The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency Where would you go to school? <laughs> that's the question. We're having fun with this. Andrew McKinnis is going to join us. We're going to get into some NHL hockey, get some uh, get some picks. We've been so focused on college basketball, so we'll get someone that's been focused on this stuff. We'll get to uh, McInnes' thoughts on the Sweet 16 as well. So, Matthias, you say it's funny because that's that was the, my list when I for me. And it's funny how seriously we all take, I took this seriously and pretty much everyone is. I, I can't speak for you, but like everyone that I've spoken to, they're like, you know, I took this really seriously. I thought about it like for like long and hard and like people are really thinking of it. And like for me, same thing. And I want to get it right. And the three places that and as a Michigan fan, Michigan was all, it's obviously there, but I'm a student. I'm not a basketball player. So, and I know what it is at Michigan. Look at Teddy. Teddy went to Michigan. He still hates them. So, um, you know who else went to Michigan? The Unabomber. <laughs> they don't. They don't like talking about that, though. <laughs> they, they don't. They, they, that's not. Uh, that, that's not part of the uh, the Heisman campaign uh, video. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, another famous fun game. I heard. I heard. Oh, Wisconsin. It's funny you bring that up, Wisconsin, Wisconsin is actually the biggest party school in America. It's not Arizona State. It's not Arizona State. Arizona State get pissed off about that now. It used to be crazy with chicks in bikinis everywhere at ASU, and I think they were teaching how to film porn 101, but um, now it's different, like uh, Arizona State's more serious than people give them credit for. It's a real, Arizona State's like real. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, you know, Wisconsin, you're right. Wisconsin's the number one party school. And you know what's right there, even though I wouldn't go there, they just got bounced, is Iowa. Let's see. Yeah. Top part. Yeah, no, it is. I'm telling you right now. Top party universities. Watch, you'll see. All right, 2021 in America. I guarantee you, like, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin's going to be number one. And I say Iowa number two. All right, number one. University of Wisconsin, top party schools This is like from a university niche blog Cool stuff here Oh yeah, number two, this would be a badass party school Tulane (laughs) It's right in New Orleans Tulane Tulane is the second biggest Florida State, FSU, number three Howard, number four Bring it
2: Admit it. You do your own play-by-play play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Everybody's got a...
2: An opinion go ahead ask them but only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience it's called trust it's why we're here for you keep it here and get the, the edge. edge you're listening to the sports grid radio network you're listening to sports grid late night with Gabe Marinci on sports grid radio sirius xm channel 204
1: Welcome to the 117th dust up between the snort and swine of Springfield AM and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. Late night anger management class, having a fun time here this evening. We're going to get into the games and stuff, but it's nice to sort of decompress after the March Madness run. Uh, we're going to get into some hockey and more with McKinnis. I'm going to throw all these poll questions at him. Uh, our chat's having a good time with this stuff. So the, the poll question is, out of the 16 remaining schools in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16, which school would you go to? Which school would you go to? And uh, we've also now, we were talking about, all right, what's the, let's just cut to the chase. What's the best party schools, right? Let's just cut to the chase. And somebody asked me in a chat about UNLV, and I live in Vegas, and, and um, UNLV's awesome. Like I've considered enrolling, there. I think Matt Peralt teaches a class there actually in, in broadcasting. You know at UNLV, they have a course in gambling, like there's different courses in gambling. There's like mathematics and betting, analytics and betting, like seriously. There's like sports betting classes, like not sports, like specifically all oh, like teach about the NFL, but like sort of like mathematics and gambling, chances, risk management. Uh, they have all like they they have courses obviously if you want to be like a pit boss or like no you know like casino management and you know business business degree and you know in casino etc. But UNLV is really cool. In the old days, they started a hockey team. And I was like, dear God, UNLV starting a hockey team? I've got eligibility, I wanna, I'll play for UNLV, and basically the UNLV hockey team is all Canadian kids. <laughs> like, it's all, they just kids from Toronto and stuff, they're like, you know what, I'm not going to be in the NHL, so I'll just go and play, I'll go play college hockey at UNLV. <laughs> what do you think, McKinnis? You want to play college hockey? You got eligibility left. Play college hockey at UNLV for the Rebels, the skating Rebels
4: i wouldn't mind that at all man uh as long as i came on the side you know me i never even went to school so here we are in in vegas i I gotta get my bets in but uh good to good to hear from you man good to chat with you how was your week
1: yeah me too i'm a graduate of the university of street savvy like ted teven um old school um so out of out of the out of the 16 schools, where would you go, McKennis? out of the 16 remaining? take a look at the list if you need a minute to think about it. Don't make a rash decision because we're going to judge you on it. Um, uh, out of the 16 university schools, which one would you go to like if you were a student? And you're, you're younger than we are you're a little younger than we are. So you're not all that far off from, from university era. Uh, so if you were going to go, which one, which one of the schools would you go to?
4: Right now, I look at the list and you said don't make a quick decision, Gabe, but I guess my first impression and first uh, decision here would be USC. Uh, (laughs) Number one, you know I've been freezing (laughs) my tail off here. Yeah, I've been freezing my tail off here in the East Coast. You know, I I wouldn't mind living in, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind going to USC. South California wouldn't be that bad to me. Uh, I actually knew a friend that uh, was gonna go do a master's program there. He said that he was actually intrigued not just by their program, gate, but their campus life, man. So I heard the, you know, smart smart uh, programs there, but they know how to party.
1: they know how to party, but unless you're like Paris Hilton or something, like unless you're an heir to like Swanson, like Tucker Carlson or USC, I know, guys. I lived in LA and I was a hustler in those days, all right? This is like in the 80s, and it'll be in my book, Sports, uh, Drugs, and uh, and uh, and Rage. Uh, rock and roll, so and trust me, I know. I used to like trust me. I was I used to hang with kids at USC a bit. All right, and it, they all live in Beverly Hills. They all live in like rich places. Like I went to this they guy's suckers. house. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, like they're they're hundred millionaires and stuff, bro. Like the dude, like the it's the, the students. That, no, like the it. student, bro. Look, Felicity, you know the Lori Loughlin, the hot chick. From Full House or whatever the show? You remember like right. her hot daughter? that went, Her daughter went to USC. Like basically like you're, it's Steven Spielberg's daughter and like rich people, celebrities, kids. And it's not like you're going to go like, you know, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm a sports handicapper, baby. I got a good thing going. She's going to laugh in your face. Like every chick is driving a Ferrari <laughs> and stuff there. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Paris Hilton and stuff. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got no hope. <laughs> yeah, I went, to, I, went, I went to a guy, and I can't get into it for the radio here, the whole story, but so I went to, um, went to this guy's place, and I made a taxi, and I tell the taxi driver, I'm like, yeah, take me here, and he's like, are you sure, buddy? He's almost like checking me for the money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just take me here. He goes, all right. He goes, you know, it's kind of like gated and stuff, huh? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never been here. So we get there, and it was basically Bel Air. And it was right out of like Fresh Prince, it like mansions next to each other. And I was like, oh, my God, let's just say what I was doing. The price went up, <laughs> right? So I was there on a gig, let's just say, and I was like, oh, yeah, now the price went up. So I'm in there and basically it's like an empty mansion. It looks like a place they shoot porn in type thing. So it's like empty mansion with a pool and stuff. And I say to the guy, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like quite the place you got here, buddy. And I'm like, wow. Quite the place. and He goes, yeah, whatever. It's all right. He goes, my father bought it for me uh, just to live here when I go to school at uh, USC. Not rent it. Bought it for him. And I'm like, uh, what's your father do? He goes, oh, he's uh, the biggest marble, uh, biggest marble distributor in Russia. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Huh? <laughs> like, like, that's the type of kid you're dealing with. There. Like rich Russian oligarchs and stuff like that. Kids like, yeah, good luck having fun on that campus. Unless you're a football player, you're in a lot of trouble.
4: <laughs> so Gabe, I, I know you. I, I know that uh, you seem to always have knowledge, a little bit of knowledge, at least about a lot of topics, a lot of topics that I have. I wonder all the time how you even know about. So let me ask you this. I don't want you to slander any schools. But I feel like you had some rebuttal for me there. So what other schools would you have some funny things to say about or not want to go to yourself? I'm not, I don't want you to slam any schools. What out of those lists, Sweet 16, would you not want to go to?
1: Well, the whole conversation starts. Just for the record, you know, you, you and I work totally different. I, but you're we're rivals now, bro. I'm a UCLA Bruin. <laughs> you, you're a USC Trojan. I'm a man of the people. You're you're the snotty kids. I'm the man of the people of UCLA. Um, <laughs> so, well, look. Put it this way. I'll blast through Didn't them. Didn't Lonzo Ball or, go there? Listen, Come on. Lonzo Ball went to uh, UCLA. So, um, Oregon. So to Russell Westbrook. So to Bill Walton. So to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I could go on yeah, if you and want. Yeah,
4: Lonzo Ball um, was a millionaire.
1: Um. So, uh, well, he's more than a millionaire. He's an NBA player. What do you mean he's a billionaire? <laughs> so at, at school, though, it,
4: when he was in uh. the NCAA, he was pr- he was uh. not snotty at UCLA. Oh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, well, his family already had you know Benzes and mansions. So you said USC is snotty. I mean, Lonzo went there. He already had it made before he even was in the NBA.
1: It's not not really the same thing. <laughs> no, like, no, their shoe company went belly up, bro. Their shoe that 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 Lonzo shoe Balls company's not still in business, bro. They didn't make any money. <laughs> uh, but true, Oregon true, State, true. Oregon State's in the middle of nowhere in Corvallis, right? Good party school. I've I've been to a football. I was at a UNLV game, Oregon State UNLV. So I know their fans and stuff. They're actually pretty rowdy. Um, it's like a wrestling crowd. Like, I would fit in Oregon State. I wouldn't have a problem there. Loyola, Chicago is a Jesuit. Like, come on, Sister Jean, I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't last an hour there. So I'm not going there. Villanova is like a law school in Philadelphia. Like, that's really serious and stuff, and it's all rich kids. Baylor's a medical school in Waco, Texas. Um, no. Oral Roberts, how it all started, you have to pledge not to have sex um, unless you're married. At Oral Roberts and no drugs alcohol or swearing Arkansas be a good time but lower on the list obviously Syracuse good school but no like for me my my, and I'm a Michigan fan but for me and Florida State's right there but you know Florida State be hard to not want to go to I get it but I'm a UCLA Bruin unless you give me $150,000 I'm not changing my mind I'll decommit though
2: Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time off.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at 40 dollars a month experience it all live with sling sling
3: it's predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no.
0: Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. (laughs) What?
1: All right, late night anger management class continues. Andrew McKenna, sportsmemo.com, wager talk TV with us. We'll get into some hockey in a minute, but we've got breaking news. Uh, Matthias is decommitted. <laughs> Matthias, Matthias is decommitted. Uh, you've, you've changed your mind already, Matthias? Uh, you, you've changed your mind? What Florida State yeah. got to you? What, what'd they do? They got an envelope? What'd they do? Flo- what? So, where were you before? Where were you? You were going. You, you were UCLA. And now what? You're going to Florida State? Yeah. Yeah. I, I realized I've already partied at UCLA
0: because my sister went there. My cousins went to USC. I did a little partying over there.
1: So and you know both with, of them. So what is better, USC UCLA? or UCLA? Between your sisters, and you have been there? What do you prefer, USC or UCLA? I was right about the description, right? USC's all rich kids. Let's just be real. Well, it's 50-50. USC could be a little, is a little ghetto because it's on the ghetto side of town, but UCLA is on the nicer side of town, and it, UCLA is a little nicer, but it, it could go both ways. You know, they could be snobby
0: rich kids at both schools, but, you know, USC is is definitely on the ghetto side of town. UCLA is on the Beverly Hills side, so if you want to party in a nice place, you go to UCLA, that's for sure. That's where you're going
1: to find the Kardashians and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> kardashians aren't on the ucla campus right Uh, (laughs) it's not that bad um, either the usc campus just it's not you know i mean it's it's in los angeles like ucla is a little bit uh cushier so top and this is the thing niche.com uh niche.com is uh, this is for colleges? So college search, college rankings, and they have everything. So like best college, best value, best education, best student life. So there's a specific best party part of it, best party schools. So number one, we called it earlier, Wisconsin. C. McHennis, Wisconsin is in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. It's cold. It's cold. They like cheese and beer. They're Green Bay Packer fans. They got nothing else to do besides get wasted, right? So, they, they party their ass off. So, I'm not surprised. So, I knew Wisconsin was number one. Tulane, I did not know was number two. But Tulane is basically, in, it's in New Orleans. So, I don't know. It'd be hard to go to class. Everyone would just party their ass off all the time. Number three party school in America, Florida State. Florida State checks in at uh, number three. So, uh, Florida State University, which isn't a surprise, Howard University, Howard, all black uh, college, Howard, they got their groove on, I'm sure their parties are pretty good actually. Um, University of Illinois is the fifth, Big Ten country likes to party. University of Illinois, number five, University of Georgia, which we haven't talked about because they're not playing, but Georgia's a serious ass party. And a real cool place, like that would be a real good time. Syracuse is the 7th, party school, Alabama 8, West Virginia 9, yeah, they get wasted at West Virginia, Penn State 10, USC 11, Iowa 12, Ohio, the Bobcats 13, Indiana 14, Cal, Santa Barbara, oh yeah, Gauchos uh, 15, Miami, uh, Miami, Florida. They like to the party at Miami, Florida, Texas, Mississippi, San Diego State, baby, top 20, 19. And oh yeah, this doesn't surprise me, Michigan State University. Those guys are nuts. They, these guys like uh, these guys are so lowbrow at Michigan State, they like burn couches and smoke it to get high there. Uh, Michigan <laughs> State, uh, top 20. Um, so, yeah, that's Michigan State for you. Uh, right there. You know what's funny? Southern Methodist is 21, religious school. <laughs> this is funny. When I arrived my freshman year, I did not realize what a party school it was going to be. Yeah, people are like, oh yeah, yeah, big party school, At SMU. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They created the old envelope for football players. So um, I got to tell you guys. You know like whenever you like you talk about food you get hungry if we're like ah oh, if we started talking hey who's got the best pizza, pizza Dob, like whatever. I wish I was young again guys normally I don't care about age McInnis I'm gonna start crying right now. I'm like man I wish I could go like I wish like one of these schools like uh, it'd be kind of cr- creepy to show up now unless you're Fred Flintstone or, or Homer Simpson you can't go back to school. It's done for us it's over. I could be a professor, and I could teach people not to do what I've done in life. So, <laughs> Andrew McKennis kicking it uh, with us. Uh, so, uh, McKennis, this this hockey season, it's really becoming a grind. We talk about it. These the same teams are playing each other all the time, and um, it's getting serious right now. There's only about 20, 25 games left, depending on what team you are. So these games are uh, really starting to count. I've been in college basketball mode for the last, like, you know, six days nonstop. And I'm not really going to have a choice but to start jumping in on the pucks a little bit more throughout the week. So what do you think about the overnight board tonight?
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Gabe, just to start off here. Uh, yeah, it has been a really weird season. I've said it every week with you, but um, you know, one mistake I've continued to make, and I'll advise people not to make the same mistake as me, is just simply don't overthink it. You know, it sounds so easy to think, to say, but uh, these teams playing these back-to-backs or three-game sets against the same team. And I understand there's going to be bet-on spots and stay-away spots for a team, uh, you know, that just played three tough games. Now, now they might have a left- letdown spot. But there's been too many games that I've stayed off uh, just because of a certain spot that I thought, you know what, maybe they'll play down in their competition and they end up winning 3 nothing. So uh, I just want to tell the, the listeners out there, you know, don't uh, second-guess yourself, you know, find some good spots and, and place your wager on it. But here's a good spot not to second-guess yourself. Calgary takes on Ottawa here. Uh, they had a rookie goaltender get his very first career win in the first meeting between these two teams last time out. Uh, I can't give you any stats or numbers right now with this, what I'm about to say, Gabe, but historically from what I've seen and what I know, what I've heard, goaltenders don't really seem to do well in that second game and teams don't really seem to do well after that uh, rookie goaltender has that first win. Um, Ottawa beats Calgary 2-1. Calgary obviously taking this, this season very serious. Ottawa, they're happy to get in when they fit in, get a win while they can. Calgary had a pretty good winning stretch. Uh, now they've dropped two straight, one to Toronto, one to Ottawa, scoring one goal in both those games. I lean to Calgary. Price is still pretty rough, but give me the over here. One of my more confident plays on tomorrow's card. A lot of the, a lot of the stats point towards it. The recent history with both these teams leads to high-scoring game. Love the over in Ottawa-Calgary tomorrow, Gabe. Love it, man.
1: Interesting. You think it's going to open up? And I tell you, Calgary... Calgary need points. That's the thing right now, at least in the NHL. Like they're, they do take it seriously on a nightly basis, and they're they're in a grind right now. But what fascinates me, and I brought this up earlier today a bit, but I didn't really get into it enough, is if you look at the, you look at the division, you look at the standings right now, and things are kind of taking shape. Yeah, You look at the Central Division, Tampa are in, Carolina are in, Florida are going to get in, and now it's a battle between Chicago, Columbus, and Nashville, essentially, uh, for that last uh, playoff spot. Um, the Islanders are getting in, Washington are getting in, Pittsburgh are going to get in, um, I believe Boston will get in, and everybody else is going to be on the outside looking in there. Um, you get to the Canadian Division, the uh, Northern, we the North, and man. Like, look at the Leafs with 42 points, McKennis. yet even the Vancouver Canucks, bro. After all this, the Canucks are only seven points behind them. Now, they played four more games, so they're a bad example, but look at the Montreal Canadiens. In their weird year that they've had, they're only five points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs for first place. And they played one less game. Like, this division is that damn tight. Like, you go on a three, four, five game losing streak, you find yourself going from first to fourth, and then you get your coach fired in this division. And we're not done yet. We're getting into the stretch drive in the north now, bro. Like, Calgary better win tomorrow. Like, like, their hopes are fading fast right now.
4: It's unbelievable. You know, that's, that's what's exciting about this season. It's what's exciting about these divisions. Uh, from a handicapping standpoint, it's definitely been interesting to follow on, on a day-in, day-out basis. But, you, you know, you mentioned the Canadians, so I've got to give my two cents on them. Um, they have less regulation time losses than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you know, this is a team with a 14-8 and eight record if you exclude overtime. Now they have nine overtime losses. So I've got friends and people online messaging me saying it's pity points, but newsflash for all those people, there's no such thing as three on three overtime in the playoffs. There's no such thing as it, that's not hockey. So they've lost <laughs> nine games in overtime, but that is not hockey. So maybe I sound like a passionate fan, Gabe, but I'm sure you can tell where I'm coming from right now. Three on three doesn't mean anything once it comes to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you raise a good point. This is why, though, I didn't want Julia to get fired. I'm like, it's not his fault the guys can't make a shot on a power play. Uh, Excuse me, on a a breakaway or in a shootout. But I I was talking to people that are close to the team the other day, and they were telling me that... um, that it was bad with Juliet just with the culture in the room, and now that they are they are a little bit looser, actually, in the room, and the power play is better. Um, but we'll see. But, yeah, it's, you know, he raised a very good point as far as that's concerned. But it also, and you a great point, but to play devil's advocate, it also displays somewhat of a lack of skill on the Canadians' behalf. How do you lose nine in a row like I that? I can't argue it. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, make a damn play, right? It's like, oh, well, it doesn't count, but it does count. Those points count. You got a coach fired because you guys couldn't score on a breakaway. And that's not coaching. I I can't argue it. Moro McKinnis on the other side. Starting to buy into the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) Bring it.
2: Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? You do you,
3: bruh. We
2: are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: You're listening to...
2: The source of live odds, lying, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here.
1: There's plenty to go
2: around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.
1: Do you have a gambling
3: problem? No, I I enjoy it. It's a hobby.
1: Oh, God. We've changed our mind again. As a Michigan fan, what have I done? I'm sorry. Yeah, Michigan's coming on. Jazz raises a great point. They got legal weed and sports betting in Michigan. I didn't really think about that, because listen, if you're a kid, you don't really care about what the law is. So right? you're, you're gonna do what you're gonna do when you go to school. But uh, you know, now that you know, you're older and you think about it, it's a very good point. Like, like if I'm a student now, I gotta think about that stuff. Like I'd get arrested in Alabama in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, imagine walking down the street smoking a spliff in, in like Tuscaloosa. Sure, that goes over well. You do that in UCLA. You know what I mean? Like it's like no one's going to stop even, right? Like it's like it's legal in the state, right? So that's a very good point. Mich- I tell you what, Michigan's got it going on. They flew under the radar with that, Michigan. The you know, Michigan poor bastards. They legalize sports betting. And say what you will about the, the, the governor there, uh, Um She's controversial, but she was smart. Like last year, they legalized sports betting and she rushed it. A lot of places, hem and haw. She was like, no, 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 do it now and get it done for March Madness. And last year, they the first day that it opened up, like they have all the casinos there in Detroit, the first day that it opened up was the day before the pandemic started. The league shut down the next day after Michigan. That's Michigan's luck state of michigan hopefully michigan does a little better but hey all you people in big ten country can thank the michigan wolverines uh for uh for uh, carrying the uh, the mantle carrying the mantle for uh, for the big ten all right so uh mckenna's kicking it with us uh right now so uh, we're talking nhl hockey and, uh the overnight numbers uh right now calgary flames minus 180 so you're going with the over in this game. FanDuel's got over, under 6.5, under, minus 128, over, plus 104. We've got the Ducks and the Wild. Call of the Wild. Minnesota Wild, minus 260. Another, it's, it's so chalky, some of these games, man. The Wild are 260, and then the Pens are minus 270. So what do you think about the Wild and the Quackers, the Ducks?
4: Yeah, and Gabe, I'll tell you, having said that, the fact that I like that over, uh, that's saying something because right now, unders are dominating in the NHL. I mean dominating. If you're an over better, your life has been hell in the NHL recently. Uh, so that's saying something, liking that over in that Ottawa game. As far as Minnesota and Anaheim goes, look, Anaheim has been the most inconsistent team. One minute, they're, they're playing well. One minute, they're not. But Um, You know, I think Minnesota was kind of really, really upset the fact that they lost 5-1 against Colorado and then followed that up by losing 6-0 again in a a two-game set, which I thought they were really going to prove themselves, right? Minnesota started to get favored by the betting markets. The betting markets were respecting them. The league was respecting them. And all of a sudden, they play Colorado, the big dog, and they get pummeled in both games. So I look at that first game, 2-1. And think to myself, man, you know they didn't even really play their best, uh, their best hockey. But Anaheim did what they had to do, and they kept the score low-scoring. So, again, what did I say at the top of the, uh, you know, the top of the show here? Don't overthink it. I'm going back here on Minnesota on the puck line, but I know, it, you know, it's not in us as sports handicapper style would recommend parlays, Gabe. But I've been having plenty of success dealing with this chalk and doing two teamers. If you give me Calgary money line. Minnesota money line tomorrow I'd be certainly happy with that
1: And you know what I'm getting a flashback I don't know uh, if you recall It was actually St. Louis against Anaheim And we, we jumped in And it was a good bounce back uh, spot For them but if you look at Minnesota guys um, So these, these two teams have now played um, They've now played uh, Five times So they played like in the first couple of nights of the season one nothing. Anaheim wins one nothing When Gibson was standing on his head there then they play again two days later, 3-2. Then they play again, 3-1. Then they play again, 5-1. Then they play again, 2-1. So, Minnesota's dialed it up, and they've won the last four times they played against these guys. Um, you know, one thing that drives me nuts, though, with hockey, with, with, with the chalk, is... And I, 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 have, I don't have a problem with your two-team banger at all. But the thing that drives me crazy is... You get these big favorites. We talk about it. Look at the Colorado Avalanche. You got to sweat it out like crazy. People lay these big numbers, and you got to sweat it out. It's almost like betting on soccer. Like there's so many damn one goal games, even with better teams, right? Colorado, or that's the big thing, right. bro. Like I don't know how people bet on that team, bro. Like they're always like blowing. They're always like giving up big. They are always like they're trailing or they're in overtime and shootouts. They and you're were always laying not a big anymore. price. Yeah, you, you, you're starting to buy into this team more.
4: Yeah, they they were, gay, but now they're really getting their act together. They're more healthy than they were, and I know injuries can't always be an excuse, but it definitely was for this team, and I'm telling you, uh, I like to look at the look-ahead schedule, next uh, six to ten games, and if you look at that Minnesota, the two-game set that I mentioned, they dominated that, and prior to those two games, the the biggest difference between their team this year and last year is their defense. So I get it completely what you're saying about how it's like one-goal games, but... You know, I told you that uh, Unders are dominating the NHL right now, and I feel like the successful teams, more than ever in the playoffs, are going to be these teams that can hold teams to two goals. You know? And I think Colorado, they have so many puck-moving defensemen, right? And I feel like it's been a problem for them for a little while because they don't really have the stay-at-home guy. You know, They've got the young guys like McCarr and, and Bowen and Byram, but it's working to their advantage because whether they're icing the puck, whether they're just dumping it in past the red line, they're keeping the puck out of their own end constantly. They actually, I don't know what the status exactly gave, but they seem to be one of the top five teams in shots allowed per game. Actually, I did hear that somewhere. They are not allowing that many shots per game. And over the past 10 games, they've really picked that up. But I can't disagree with you because I bet soccer just like you do sometimes and you look at it and you're like, holy crap, I got a guy plus 105 and you're sweating this out, you know, or you're laying a <laughs> minus you know, 140 with on a three-way money line. And you're sweating it out to try and win one
1: 0 Andrew McKinnis, wager talk, uh, kicking it with a SportsMemo.com. So, the Buffalo Sabers, um, the Buffalo Bill success, and um, Pagula's success on the tennis court has clearly not, um, <laughs> t- clearly not transferred over to the <laughs> hockey team, as Pagula owns the Buffalo Sabers as well. So, I'm actually surprised. I was just looking, all right, when's the last time these guys actually won won a hockey game? And, uh, you know, we have to go back a little ways, but it's basically been a month. So, what's the date today? What is the date today, anyways? I guess it depends where you are. So, the last time they won was um, February, February the 23rd. Yeah, February the 23rd. So, yeah, we're past that now. So, it's been over a month since they've won. I was almost thinking it was like almost around the Super Bowl or something like that, you know what I mean, that we were there, that it was that long, but it's been a long time, bro. Uh, uh, what are what do you doing with this one? Is this parlay material for you with the Penguins?
4: You know, I, I mean, I guess, Gabe, it would kind of be easy to say yes, wouldn't it? <laughs> this team definitely hasn't looked very good. Uh, like you said, <laughs> if you have to struggle to look back to, to, to see when their last win was, then you kind of know it's been a problem, but, and that's kind of what I've been what I said to you at the start. And it, it's, it's, I'm sure you can kind of feel my frustration when I say this. And it's like, if you look at the Buffalo Sabres and you're a puck line better, last 10 games, five, two, five, two, five, two, five, four, that would have lost five, two puck line hits, three, nothing puck line hit six, nothing puck yeah. line hits the puck wow. line has yeah. hit in eight of the last 10 games, um, for the Buffalo Sabres. So, you got to think that even in that last game against the Rangers, where I thought they had a, you know, a decent chance, they're not looking very good. The only thing that I would, I would wonder is what, you know if you're betting totals, Gabe, because let's take away the side for a second. I say that you know, as much as everybody wants to get that plus price with the Sabres, look at the team total. I know a couple of guys that love team totals. If you bet the team total on their opposition in the last 14 games, You've made some serious cash. So I feel like if you're betting this game and you want to toss in a parlay or you want to bet Pittsburgh and avoid that minus 260, grab their team total because teams that are beating Buffalo are winning by margin.
1: Uh, so we have another rematch here. And I talked about the Vancouver Canucks earlier who have started to really dial it up a notch, albeit they are coming off the 4 nothing loss. Uh, to the Winnipeg Jets I hit the under six and a half in that game laid a little juice it was like minus 135 or so uh for the six and a half 140 uh but it stayed under four nothing final score Jets win they play again in Vancouver and um so they played um, how many times they played quite a bit this year so they played one two three four five six they played six times and it's been all over the place um although Winnipeg Winnipeg has won four of them. Winnipeg, and remember like, a couple of weeks ago, Vancouver had that good 4 nothing win, and then Winnipeg responded with a 5-2 win. So this, this rivalry's been all over the place. But it's a big game for both teams. What do you make of the rematch in this game? Vancouver's been pretty good at bouncing back in spots like this. What do you make of this one?
4: Yeah, I was right there on the under with you in that last game, Gabe, and, and Winnipeg, you talking talk about bounce-back ability. Winnipeg, besides that last time around, uh, when they lost two straight, hadn't lost back to back games all year long, which wow. was insane to look at. So they I got it the done in convincing fashion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got it done in convincing fashion. So uh, you look at this game, though, as far as uh, Vancouver's standpoint, um, you know, the under is 5 0 1, Canucks last six after scoring two goals or less in their previous game. I think that right now, this team, their only way they can be successful is by shutting teams down. and uh, They've been reliant on Thatcher Demko. kind of feel bad for a guy like Braden Holpe, man. He goes to that team and literally gets kicked. Ah, the curb he and sucks. I didn't think the change of scenery would help him too much, but he's not very good. Thatcher Demko is way better than him. But it's really proven that the speed and the style the Vancouver Canucks were trying to play wasn't the style meant for them. Although they have young guys, Gabe, I believe the new style they've tried to adapt to of, Dumping the puck in, maintaining possession, cycling the puck around is working a hell of a lot better than end-to-end to end-to-end action with, uh, you know, there's there's small guys that get knocked off the puck. Uh, in summary, I actually like the under here in this one, and I actually do think the Vancouver Canucks bounce back in this spot. I, I, I like them, I like their will, and I like the price uh, more than anything. It's plus 115, or wherever you're shopping, obviously depends around, but around that mark, they're a decent... Uh, short dog here and I think they can bounce back.
1: Uh the uh the San Jose Sharks and the Kings play Talk about evenly matched and uh, man, you know, just dead even. The Kings are 13, 13, 12, 5 and 1 on the season. San Jose are 12, 14, 2 and 2 on the season. Uh, they've both actually been a surprise. The Kings have been a surprise uh, this year. And San Jose, for everybody, you know, I say how much they suck. Fact is, you know, they're only two games under 500 right now uh, 12, 14, 2 and 2. And this game is pretty much just a stone cold pick Um, they played, um, they just played, it was two, one sharks. What do you make of this game, uh, here another under in store? What do you, what do you make of this matchup here between the sharks and the Kings?
4: Wouldn't talk anybody off the under, but uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, I've been really noticing, uh, home and away, uh, splits these days. Uh, LA has not been strong on the road in the season and you mentioned it's pretty much two teams with the same record I think LA has overachieved, San Jose has underachieved and we'll uh, pick things up against the bottom tier teams, give me the chart.
1: Kings are on a 5-1 and one under run as well I'm going to be looking at the under in this hockey game we'll wrap up with McKinnis on the other side Jerry Palm at level 3, bring it
2: We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk may cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: believe it or
2: not you can listen too much to us i mean it's possible get to know your family again did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night that's what she told us this is the sports grid radio network
1: Level two. Jerry Palm's gonna step up a little bit later on when you get back to the March Madness. So, uh, McKinnis, we lit it up, March Madness. I'm disappointed it's off for a couple of days, although we did win tonight with the CBI. Um, what do you think about the tournament? Have you taken a look at the opening uh, lines? I know you said last week you are going to be betting it. So, how'd you do? And if you're looking uh, at the Sweet 16 yet?
4: I had a blast with it, Gabe. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the tournament. Um, I, wish I, I wish I played more. You know, sometimes some of the leans were the ones that were really hitting that I didn't play in full trigger on. But uh, hit the big plays, and that's really what matters. Uh, happy that Florida State got there for me and not really in uh, too sweaty a fashion. My quick take on this tournament this year, and I'm sure people have been saying this, and you might have been saying this too, is, well, number one, like you said, the numbers next to these teams do not matter. The numbers next to these teams don't matter, and I'll tell you why my take on it anyway. These fans aren't in the building, so it's all about coaching. You know, some people are slandering these coaches on the really favorite teams, but you gotta give some credit to the underdogs. They're coaches, they're communicating with their point guards. I've been in buildings announcing basketball games with 3,000 fans, and the coach can barely talk to his point guard. With no fans in the building, the coaches are talking to their point guards, and uh, they're getting their messages across. They're getting their plays across, and it's really helping a lot. But uh, I, I, I can't point. wait until uh, this week. I'm still taking a look at things, though.
1: That's, that's a very good point that you raised. And you know what, though? I'm sure there's people right now, and we're going to talk about this later, but it's the highest seeds ever, highest seeds ever in a Sweet 16 when you add up all the seeds. It's 94 yeah so the, it's it's beaten the record of what the the record was of 89 before but when it's all said and done you're going to see who's in the finals and who wins it's going to be a one seat so the Cinderella stories are all about to come to an end shortly as is our conversation with McKennis. great stuff Andrew as always find him over at wager sportsmemo.com wager talk tv bring it